0: Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me.
1: We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie.
0: Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. And welcome to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. Boop, boop. Welcome back. And it's American Heart Month. Oh, yay. So we couldn't go through February without talking about American Heart Month and caring for your heart. Yes.
0: So if you're feeling the love, you need to love
1: your heart too. Love your heart. That was an, um, I, I feel like that was um, an American Heart Association tagline at one point. Was it? Oh, I for, for Go Red worked. for Women. Mm-hmm. Could have worked there. So today's episode is a very special one since we are in the midst of American Heart Month. This is an episode that does not matter to your gender or life stage. So even though we are called talk 40 to me and a lot of our topics are relevant for us, those of us who are in our forties, this one is really for anyone. And we would love it if you guys could definitely share this episode, because I think that it's going to be an incredibly powerful one. So if you are a parent or guardian of young ones, an aunt or uncle, or have friends with kids teens or young adults we definitely encourage you all to listen to today's episode so i first met today's guest over 10 years ago and her story made a lasting impression on me to this day when i hear it i still get chills and goosebumps and whole back tears and and i'm sure that this will be incredibly touching for you guys as well so karen Shaw is our guest for today and she is the president and founder of an organization called Living for Zachary. And while I would love to share more details and and an amazing intro about Karen, I, I would really like to give her the honor of of telling her story because no one can share it like she can. So with that said, Karen, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Talk 40 to me.
2: Thank you so much for having me today. Um, I'm excited to be here. February is very important month um, with heart month happening. It's also my son's birthday is in February on February 10th. So my son is Zachary and I want to share with you about him and who he is and his life. And he, let me back up and just say, I'm a mom of two kids and I experienced the worst thing that you could imagine as a mom. And that's the loss of a child and my son, Zachary, was at football practice on April 2nd of 2009. And I was there to pick him up from football practice and was approached by his teammates and said, you know, they said, you know, Karen, something happened to Zachary and, you know, he's in the field house and, you know, go around there and see what's going on. And so I drove around to the back of the school where the field house was, where it's just everyday football practice, right? And, You guys know in Texas how important sports are and, you know, all that we do and celebrate, you know, sporting events and all that school spirit that we have. And got out of my car and, you know, was walking up to the field house and was immediately approached by the school campus officer and he stopped me and and wouldn't let me go into the field house. And, you know, it was immediately at that point that, you know, you realize that, something more is going on than, you know, your kid broke his leg or broke his arm. And, you know, the ambulance had pulled up and, you know, all of those things that were happening, you know, you just don't understand in the moment of, you know, you just see kind of -of out-of-body experience of seeing so many people running around and, you know, comforting me and, you know, wanting to take me to the hospital, you know, following the ambulance. And, you know, finally understanding and realizing that Zach had collapsed while running a drill during the end of football practice and, you know, not even understanding the magnitude of what that was. I mean, he was a six foot two, 225 pound kid, big kid as a 16 year old playing football and had played sports you know, his entire life, you know, with baseball and football and, you know, all of those things that we, we do as moms and spend our weekends for years, you know, going back and forth to different stadiums and, you know, all of that. And just, he loved the outdoors, played all the time outside, you know, and just never could imagine that he could collapse and, and, you know, them telling me there's something wrong with his heart and just not even understanding it. And, so while we were at the hospital, he, um, they continued to work on him and, you know, school administrators started showing up, his coaches showed up, you know, over a hundred kids and their parents started showing up at the hospital and, you know, to be told that it was a very critical time and, you know, coming together and praying and, you know, bringing everyone together and holding hands and talking and just still not imagining that my son, this beautiful, healthy boy, wouldn't make it. And, you know, a couple of hours later, he did pass away. And I was surrounded by, you know, my daughter, of course, my parents, my sisters, Zach's dad was there, you know, and then to be surrounded by, you know, our friends and family that were all there with us in the waiting room. And, and, just the total unimaginable scene of the devastation of everybody, and um, you know, I, I, very much am a woman of faith, and um, you know, sat with Zachary while you know waiting for him to be, you know, his body to be picked up. You know that you you know crying out and asking for guidance and understanding and you know realizing in that moment that there had to be some good that would come from this not knowing the full vision but being comforted by there is something that will come of his death and um realizing just 3 months later and you know people coming around me that his life would then turn into a nonprofit called Living for Zachary. So I could share my story of preventing sudden cardiac arrest in youth. And that, you know, at that moment, it was, I just want to share my story. And I want to raise awareness of, you know, this silent killer that, you know, he didn't complain of chest pain. You know, there, there wasn't anything there that he ever shared with me. That would make me aware that he had hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is an enlarged heart that would cause his death at such a young age. And so quickly after we started living for Zachary to raise awareness, we had reached out to a local hospital. You know, um, we wanted to do an awareness event, you know, and do a walk and, you know, bring the kids together and, you know, just celebrate his life and then also be able to share what is sudden cardiac arrest? You know, how is it different than a heart attack, you know, and, and all of those things that come into play with what can I do to just make a difference and bring awareness. So other parents do not have to suffer the same horrible pain that we did, or, you know, these kids, friends of Zach's that didn't know what to do during that time. And it gave them purpose to help come alongside me to start living for Zachary and be part of Zach's team that would work at, you know, different events to raise awareness or hand out flyers or wristbands, you know, that whatever we could do to say sudden cardiac arrest is real. It is the number one killer of student athletes, you know, that there was a story, right? And so, as I mentioned, during that time, we had reached out to a local hospital to support Us, you know, from just a sponsorship basis to help us pay for the run that we wanted to do or the walk that we wanted to do. And quickly, you know, within 30 seconds, they absolutely said yes. And they realized that there had to be more that they could do as well. So, just a couple of months after that, so five months after Zachary had passed away, we started the Living for Zachary Heart Screening Program. And then we also decided to start donating automated external defibrillators into our community to raise awareness of how important it is to use an AED. And so that's basically what I did. I was working, I was a single mom, you know, and so Living for Zachary was born from this and it was something that I was doing out of my home and out of my garage and with several of Zach's friends, parents that wanted to rally around me and help me start a nonprofit. And so since 2009, Living for Zachary has made an impact with this mission across the country and across Texas. And, you know, I couldn't be more proud. In addition to that, my daughter, Zachary and his sister were both born in February. So again, it goes back to Heart Month and how important Heart Month is to our family for many reasons, right? And she took this tragedy as well and decided to become a nurse. And she is working at the hospital that helped us start Living for Zachary and start the heart screening program. And she's been affected, um, you know, every day for the last three years of being around heart patients. I mean, she herself has used an AED to save a life and, you know, all that she's doing, you know, to in her way to help others, you know, um, from the tragedy that she had, you know, for her as well. I think one of the hardest things as a mom and having a daughter, you know, that we experienced this loss is I only knew my pain as a mom. I didn't know her pain as a daughter. So the, you know, we had our ups and downs of I'm having a good day, but maybe she wasn't. And, you know, with the recent event um, with the Buffalo Bill Bills player, DeMar, um, it hit our family, you know, pretty hard to see that, but the outpouring from our community, fellow co-workers of reaching out to both of us during that time really comforted us to see our mission and the awareness of AEDs and how important CPR training is. Just, you know, the world was watching, right? And now everyone is more in tune to knowing CPR, the AEDs. And so in events like that, you know, I'm, I feel very blessed that our organization is helping with all of that as well. And especially focused on our youth.
0: I cannot, I know I have like so many things to say. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean, I've, I've heard this story so many times and I, I like had to get my tissues because I started like tearing up again. It, It like,
0: especially now that I have kids. And this is my first time hearing it. So, I mean, I read it, but to hear it from your perspective is completely different. I want to say first, thank you for being so vulnerable and open to sharing that because I can imagine that was challenging. And then it is amazing to me that you did so much in such a short time after his passing. Like it's that to me is phenomenal that you took that and you said, what, five months later, you had this, you, you had things happening mm-hmm. out of this tragedy. I had a couple questions. My first one was, so he had an enlarged heart and you said that went undetected. Does, is that something that develops later that they don't see, you know, in utero?
2: So it's my understanding that it can develop later. I guess it. it there are more things that they're looking for in utero now, right? but it, it can develop later. And some people don't even know that they have it, or some people may realize it later in life, but we didn't know. And, you know, part of our heart screening program is doing not only an EKG, but are also an echo, because the echo is what would have picked up, you know, potentially picked up what Zachary has. And a lot of what we find um, when we do our heart screening program, along with a few other things that may cause sudden cardiac arrest.
1: And, and Karen, I know we talked about before we hopped on about the hospital a little bit. Do you, for your screenings, is it only held at one hospital locally, or do you guys partner with? No,
2: there's three different locations: Denton, Texas; Plano, Texas; and McKinney, Texas. And
1: that's at the Heart Hospital, and uh, yes. through Baylor Scott and White.
2: Yes. Baylor Scott and White, the heart hospital. And then we also do remote screenings that are free screenings that we do around town with another partner that we have, but all of our tests are read by cardiologists. The cardiologist will reach out to the parents. If there is something um, that needs to, you know, further investigation, but everything's done, you know, through local testing or at, Baylor Scott and White, the heart hospital.
0: Um, I'm a mom of, of two boys and one of whom is doing football and wrestling and we're not in the Texas area. So for, for other parents, what is your advice in terms of some proactive things that we should be doing to check for these things or to talk to the physicians?
2: Yeah. So there are, you know, could be warning signs and symptoms of SCA. And, you know, in in the event that any of the things that I'm going to describe, you know, talking to your kids more about, you know, uh, there is that, those thoughts that come through my mind of like, should I have asked Zachary, you know, how he feels after practice, you know, and things like that, that have come up that, you know, now that I know that I didn't know. Right. But if there are anything like, fainting or seizure after physical activity or from emotional excitement, you know, or if they're startled, you know, if, if they feel something or if they have chest pain or discomfort, like racing heart rate or racing heartbeat, I'm sorry, just un- any kind of unexplained fainting or seizures, family history of heart disease, shortness of breath could be another one, being unusually, you know, tired, dizziness, lightheadedness um, during or after practice or physical activity, you know, it doesn't have to be an athlete that this could happen to. I mean, it could happen to somebody who just goes, you know, and swims on the weekend or, you know, something like that. It doesn't have to be just an athlete, but any family history of unexpected sudden death or, you know, unexpected seizures or other explained sudden deaths that, you know, of a healthy family member. You know, those are the kind of things that you would want to talk to your doctor about or talk to your children about. Um, We recently did a CPR demonstration for a group of uh, middle schoolers. And the next day, one of the middle schoolers went into the nurse and said, my heartbeat is racing in my chest, you know, and, and, he hadn't brought that to his family's attention or to the nurse's attention until after he had gone through the CPR demonstration to learn more about the heart and understand what was happening. And they immediately took him to the doctor and found out that he had um, Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome and he's being treated for that now. But I mean, it's just that talking to your kids about how they're feeling and then talking to your physician There are physicals that are done, you know, for before kids go into physical activity, you know, through the schools. But sometimes it doesn't always include an additional EKG or any kind of heart related. But ask the questions. Don't just check the boxes.
1: So I have Wolf Parkinson's white, which is another and we have a family history of heart disease. So this is just it it all hits really close to me in terms of wanting to make sure that people understand and 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 can use knowledge as power but that wolf parkinson's white went undiagnosed until I was 30 and they we only found out because I had I did like a preventative screening and did a stress test and in the stress test when I was in recovery they noticed that my my EKG just kind of went a little bit wonky and that's when i was diagnosed with it. and so you don't know if you have these conditions and it's not something that's proactively done and 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 i'm so passionate about how can we as a society become more proactive to try and prevent these things from happening or having the knowledge of what's what's going on with your
0: your heart or your family's heart or your children's heart. yeah, that's right. And we don't have family history. So that would be my question. You know, I mean, my grandmother, you know, and her sister, but this like later in life. So I wouldn't say we have like a true. So is that something that you ask the pediatrician, even though you have no history? Like what, what would prompt them to be able to do these screenings if you don't have any background for it?
2: Yeah, and there may be local nonprofits in your area. I know that there's many across the country that are doing some free testing. So you could always go online and search for a nonprofit that may be doing that. But I would definitely talk to the pediatrician about it and, you know, see how they're feeling. But that communication with your child again, and how they're feeling is, is so important to just ask those questions. And, you know, we have, I'll just share one more story with you back to WPW we had another student that um, our mom that her child complained of a rapid heart beat and chest pain and shortness of breath and her parents took her to the pediatrician and the pediatrician felt her symptoms were more like high school stress or you know she was on the drill team and like exertion and and again, the daughter continued to be concerned, and the mom, you know, shared um, kind of the story through social media and found out about a Living for Zachary Heart screening event that was coming up. And they came for a screening and found out that she had WPW and was told that she needed to stop all physical activity and seek medical attention immediately. She did have to have, you know, surgery, and she, also was told that she had a very severe case of WPW that could have led to sudden cardiac arrest, but within four days of her surgery, she was back at school and tried out for the planoet for high school drill team, and she successfully made the team and is now a school teacher in Plano and married and, and living a life knowing that she had WPW and she had the corrective heart surgery. And, you know, her family is very much still involved with living for Zachary, but just one of those success stories of, you know, what you can find out and, you know, the communication with your child and you're hearing your child when they say I'm having chest pain or a rapid heart rate. That
0: must really make you feel like amazing. Number one, that you're making strides like we're actually making a difference in number two it would make me I would think you would feel like okay this is Zachary like his hands are in this like helping us find this and help this other family
2: yeah it it is it does and you know it's when all of these stories over you know 10 plus years of how his life has impacted other lives and have saved lives that's the comfort that keeps me going and so passionate and having purpose in my life for what I'm doing. And, you know, Zach's friends still come over during the holidays or they'll reach out to me throughout the year. And, you know, these are kids that now have gotten married and have kids or, you know, at successful jobs. And, you know, they told me because of living for Zachary and starting living for Zachary and seeing all the success stories that it gave them comfort of, they didn't ask why why this happened. You know, it gave them the reassurance that their friend's life that they love so much that they knew was special is making a difference, and that gives them a sense of peace as well as our own family.
1: I feel like we need <laughs> we need to get living for Zachary and more markets because <laughs> this, you know. I've talked to our family. My family's in Louisiana. Um, Angelina's in Louisiana, and in and, and everyone that I speak with, it's like we don't know if we have something like that here. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that that's the same case with so many other markets and communities. And I think you know, it's such a good reminder that you know, with the story about the student that you just spoke of, that you have to advocate, mm-hmm. and if you know and you feel like something isn't right you have to keep pushing for it and and what's the worst that'll happen they'll do a screening and they'll say that everything is fine but in this instance you know someone found out that that there was something that needed to be corrected right and and i think a lot of times when we think about the heart we think about heart attacks and you know what's essentially called the plumbing piece but there's you know the congenital defects like an enlarged heart like wpw like other you know electrical activity of the heart which is a little bit different than you know a blockage so there's so many different facets of it that we just don't know about and it's hard to educate yourself on it so right having you know, connecting with a physician and, and, or finding a screening that can help, you know, just kind of do a little check. I think it offers up some reassurance and peace of mind.
2: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. We've had a number of different success stories and, you know, I'd like to share a few others with you if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, I think I mentioned that we donated our first AEDs to St. Mark Catholic Church here in Plano, where I live, and that was just six months after we started the organization, and we donated to, they have a school, and then to the church, and in 2011, a parishioner collapsed during mass a service at the church, and his wife was an ER nurse, retired ER nurse, and when he collapsed, she immediately Called for someone to get the AED, and another, you know, someone else called 911, and they used the AED that we had donated to shock his heart back into rhythm, and it saved his life. And since that day, he has dedicated himself to making sure that citizens are prepared to help in case of an emergency just like his. And he serves as a CPR and AED instructor. And is a champion for Living for Zachary's mission. He serves on our AED committee. Um, he reviews the applications that come in um, to help us select where we donate our AEDs to. So he has attended our events. He teaches CPR and AED training for us, and he's just a joy and a delight to have part of that Living for Zachary family. And then we also have another student from Denton Guyer High School that. Had, I mean, played baseball and football, kind of just the same story as Zachary's, you know, loves, loves, loves sports and grew up as, you know, a healthy kid and had his physicals every year, you know, annual doctor's visits. And he um, just, you know, appeared to be normal and healthy and no signs of health issues. And we were doing a free heart screening event out in Denton. And he had heart screening, you know, with all of his football teammates. And a few days later, his family found out that he had an isolated cleft of the mitral valve. And he received a robotic arm surgery in October, 2016 at Baylor Scott and White, the heart hospital and was back in school. Three weeks later, he tried out for the high school baseball team in January 27th. Uh, January 2017 and made the team and he has continued to be healthy and advocate for Living for Zachary and now is playing baseball at the college level and you know his family is still supporting and volunteering for Living for Zachary and just you know one of many amazing stories that again that Zachary's life Everyone that has um, supported Living for Zachary, worked for Living for Zachary, served on the board, or served you know in a volunteer capacity, can be proud of you know the work that we're doing to continue to make a difference.
0: That's the the stories are so powerful, and it's interesting that they're all so different too. Like this is yeah. not this is not a cookie cutter thing. This could be a number of different issues. So obviously, it's very important that the right tests and checks are being done. If somebody wanted to get involved, what would you recommend?
2: Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of different things that we can do, you know, help spread awareness of sudden cardiac arrest is one, get your CP, um, CPR and AED certification done. If you need to use an AED and have never done so before, you know, don't be afraid of it, you know, the device talks to you when you turn it on, it tells you exactly what to do, what steps to follow. Um, They're very user friendly, you know, so don't be afraid if you see something like that happen. And then, you know, attending CPR and AED certification classes allows you to spend hands-on experience with a trainer in an AED classroom and that helps you become more comfortable with exactly what to do knowing when to call 911 and that you're confident that you're you know that you have the ability for a quick response you can also volunteer and and volunteers are the heartbeat of our organization and we depend on you know people to help us with our events you know with the activities that we do and we mo- we match the volunteers to positions that we have at, with their availability, interest, and availability on different events that we have coming up. And then, you know, there's the youth heart screenings that we do that we need help with. We have an annual gala that you can attend. That's our biggest fundraising event and awareness events. We can host red out games at schools where your, you know, your team would wear red, you know, and honor, you know, heart month or, you know, just heart safety. So there's a variety of things that you can do to get involved. And then also, you know, making donations to help the mission go forward is another way to assist.
1: If someone isn't local to the Dallas market, a couple of questions there. One, can, if they wanted to get a screening, like let's say that there's not an organization like Living for Zachary that's present in that market. Are they able to come in from out of state and and get screenings And, and what is the cost associated with it? And two, if they wanted to do something locally, or is there something that Living for Zachary does that is outside of the Dallas market that, you know, if they wanted to get involved in another state, how could they do that?
2: Yes, they can come in from out of town to have a Living for Zachary heart screening. There's a lot of information about the screenings that are held at the hospital and you can go through and make an appointment. So if you needed it on a Saturday, when you came into town, you could do that. Or you could also look for a free heart screening event that we do across the Metroplex and sign up for one of those as well. But all of our information is at livingforzachary.org to look at the different heart screening events. And then again, as I mentioned, being out of state, if you wanted to look at any local nonprofits, the American Heart Association, and anything that you would want to do in your community. And then also, if you just, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Brandy in Louisiana, if there was a group that would want to come alongside us, be part of Living for Zachary, help us branch out into other markets, we would love to do that with you.
1: I love that idea.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: And we have, we have audiences from all over the country. I mean, we have Arkansas Seattle, Georgia. Um, There's several different states that our audience is listening in. So for anyone, whether it's Louisiana or beyond, if you guys are interested in in partnering with Living for Zachary, you can DM us and we can get you in touch with Karen or you can reach out to them directly. But it's such a phenomenal organization. I, I'm just so honored that you are here telling us about your story and helping to give us some tools and tips on what we can do for our families to continue to one spread awareness but to, you know, kind of keep an eye out.
2: Yeah, thank you. We and let me let me just take a few minutes to tell you a little bit more about the full range of what we do and what our mission is. You know, as I said earlier, we're dedicated to raising awareness of sudden cardiac arrest in youth and we have placed over 500 AEDs to youth-based organizations we are on track to donate 100 more AEDs this year. We've certified over 2,800 people with the CPR AED certifications, and we've screened over 10,000 youth with heart screenings. And that is, as I said earlier, an EKG and echocardiogram. Our youth heart screening program is really focused on the ages of 12 to 22. We chose that age. Normally kids are starting sports, you know, and that sixth, seventh grade range. And, you know, Brandy, you mentioned this earlier that every couple of years having your child's heart screened, because as they're growing, their heart is growing, you know, going back and being re-screened is so important to see how things are going there. As part of the screening, we also do the um, blood pressure check as well. We do a risk assessment about SCA and about, you know, the background family history And then our AED donation program, we, you can apply online to get an AED for your organization or for your school. And we go in and look at the applications. We look at the amount of youth that are being serviced and we want to help put those out into the community. We do an assessment too of like how large the, the facility is, how many AEDs are needed because it's so important to have that AED readily available, because every minute that passes without an AED, the chance of survival decline. So within a minute, you know you have a 90% chance of, of life um, if you can get that AED on and administer within the first minute. And then part of the AED donation is also making sure that where we put those AEDs, that there are team members there that are certified, CPR certified. And so we provide that as well as part of our donation. We also know how important it is for Living for Zachary to have or are committed to the next generation of healthcare professionals, and we want to help them succeed and make a difference in their community. So we provide a scholarship program. Um, and there's more information about that on our website as well. And we support students and combine academic excellence and future goals aligned with the mission to save lives. And so we really like to give back in that way. So, you know, hopefully one day that will come back and they will help, you know, living for Zachary as well. And again, just, you know, raising awareness is another key element. And on our website, we do have a lot of educational materials about the topic of SCA and, you know, what parents need to know, you know, what even kids need to know is all on our website. And we have a variety of public and virtual forums, and we have community health fairs, we have school-wide events, social media, we have blog and video education, and and much, much more throughout our website. But what I'm really most excited about and what we're doing That we started this last year is our Super Heart School program. And the Super Heart School program is a semester long school based SCA prevention and response program that's designed to equip schools in North Texas with the tools and resources needed to save lives from sudden cardiac arrest. And as I said earlier, SCA is reported as the leading cause of death on school campuses and the the number one killer of student athletes. Living for Zachary is creating safer school environments for students, the staff, faculty, and families through a whole wide school approach that positively impacts each member of the school community during the program. And so what we offer is heart screenings for kids at their campus. Um, And again, that's ages 12 to 22. And we go in and take a look at, again, the campus and provide AEDs where they're needed and we do the replacement of batteries and pads for the AEDs as well. We provide the three minute drop to shock response time at the campus, you know, again, that's to make sure that we have AEDs placed, that everyone knows where they are, how quickly they can get to them. We certify them in CPR and AED certification, the student CPR demonstrations that I mentioned earlier as well, A save station, which is an AED tower that's placed outside, that's highly visible, like if they're playing sports or practicing outside, that the AED is there at their campus, or that they don't have to run back to the campus to get it. There's a hero team and a hero plan for the emergency response. I think I mentioned the red out, you know, awareness events that we do and provide t-shirts. And this is a value of over $24,000. And schools can apply for this program, to have this program brought to them on our website. And I'm really excited about that. We've lined up several more schools for this year. And I think it's just so important for the schools to be heart safe. And we're really excited about that program. So thank you for letting me share more about that and what we're doing as a mission.
0: I wanted to, I think all of this is so amazing, but I wanted to ask because you went through an unfathomable tragedy, you know, that some people maybe wouldn't take it and do something great with it. So can, how, I mean, I just, I guess I can't even wrap my brain around how to ask you, but like, how do, how did you become the person that said, okay, I'm going to take this tragedy. I'm going to take this loss and I'm going to make something out of it. And I'm going to continue to like do work through my son. Like what brought you to that place? And what like how how do you get there?
2: Yeah, I think it goes back to when I shared um, after he passed away and I was sitting with him. And in that moment, you know, being led to or, or comforted by the thought that his death would that there would be more meaning in that moment really gave me the strength that there had to be something that I can do that, that, I don't know, it gave me again, that purpose of, I want to share my story. I don't want anybody to feel the pain that we felt, you know, and whatever I can do to make a difference. But I tell you one other key piece is after after Zach passed, you know, so many kids wrote me letters and, you know, um, I still have all of them. They made posters, they signed notes, you know, like all of these things happened. but one girl came over and, um, one of his friends came over and she shared with me that one day she was having a really bad day and that her and Zachary were trading notes in class. And, you know, Zachary was comforting her you know, and wrote on her paper, you know, things turn out best for those who make the best of the way things turn out. And she shared that with me, that he had written that to her. And it was just another affirmation of, I need to make the best of the way things have turned out. And we live by that. And, you know, there's so many things. He wore number 64. That was his football number. and. To this day, his friends and my family, you know, Facebook, whatever, will share when they see number 64 come into their life, whether it's on their license plate, whether they get number 64 when they go to Waterburger, or if they go to, you know, another restaurant that they're sharing where 64 comes into their life. And it's still prevalent today. I mean, I just recently got new tags for my car. And number 64 was part of my license plate. And, you know, just having that constant and that there's 86, 400, you know, seconds in a day, and that number 64 is in there and that you can make every second count of a day. You know, that the, there's so many things like that, that continue to come up. And there's also a Player, an NFL player on the 49ers team that played football with Zach at Plano East. And he wears number 64 in honor of Zachary on the football field today. Back in the fall, he wore living for Zachary on um, custom shoes that he had made for cleats for a cause. And, you know, so there's still people that are still affected by who he was, but what we do today. And it means the world to me to be able to do this and have the strength that God blessed me with the strength to, to do this and be able to share my message. You know, my story doesn't change, you know, this happened, but the outcomes and the people we affect and all the positive and the good and the hugs from other moms that have even lost children that have. Become part of Living for Zachary family because we're helping them tell their child's story through Living for Zachary um, and make a difference in their communities. And we've gone and done, you know, heart screening events at memorial, you know, or annual angel anniversary dates, you know, things like that, that whatever we can do to help comfort those that have lost children and those that we're helping preventing losing their children you know, just I don't even know. Uh, it's just a great feeling, but there's, you know, still sadness, right. And, um, you know, grief through it, but it, it's, again, we don't ask why, you know, it, God had a plan for living for Zachary and and for Zachary's life. And, you know, I'm just so proud to continue his legacy.
0: You know, I think you are a fantastic living example of moving forward with grief, you know, because they always say you don't move on, you move forward and
2: yeah.
0: You're yeah, and I have to say, um, and I know we'll reiterate this at the end, but your website is extremely informative. There's a lot of good information on there. So you have videos. So if anybody wants to check that out and kind of learn a little bit more about what she's saying, it's livingforzachary.org.
1: And that's the word for F-O-R, not
0: the number. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh.
1: I'm all in my feelings right now. <laughs>
0: I'm trying not to not to be. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> and I I said this earlier when when we did the intro, but I believe that there's not a a person who can't take away something from this conversation. Whether you're a parent or a person who knows children or a person who has lived with grief, and and not to mention, I mean. Karen, I don't know if you had any experience with nonprofits before, but the fact that you were able to just pick up and start a nonprofit and all the things you're like, I need to do this and I need to do this and and just making it happen, that's no small feat.
0: Exceptional businesswoman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top
2: of everything else, clearly. Thank you. I, You know, there's... I always have felt like there's a reason why we're placed in, in different um, experiences in our life, you know, and I work full time, you know, and then we have a staff at living for Zachary now that's running the business, but my experiences of being a single mom, being driven to provide for my kids, you know, the job that I do, I served on several different committees for the apartment association that led me to know how to host events that raise money, how to ask for money, you know, how to be an advocate for a cause. And, you know, without that, not knowing that my years of doing those type of things that that would give me experience that I needed to start a nonprofit. I mean, of course, the only nonprofit that I was ever involved with was, you know, my church and you know, volunteering and, you know, doing things like that, but never running a nonprofit. But yeah, I, you know, I um, have really enjoyed it. And so many people have helped me along the way. The list is long of those that, you know, made introductions or opened doors or, you know, just said yes and, you know, gave their time for, you know, a season of their life and pointed me in the right directions. And I couldn't be more grateful for all the people that i've met along the way and and the impact they've had on my life as well
1: yeah and talk about i mean how the universe has really mapped that out for you and how you look back and you're like all of this was done for a reason it's such a incredible story i have no idea how we move into these next segments after this conversation but we we have, I'm, I'm literally like just speechless right now. Um, So we have two segments. Uh, One is called, let me tell you something. And the last segment is called rapid fire and Angelina, I will
0: let you take it away. We are just really enjoying, like getting to know you and learning more about you. So I think this is a wonderful way for all of our guests to do that as well. So to learn who is Karen, what makes her tick? So this is what we love. So is there something that happened this week or that you're loving right now that you would want to share? If you were going to tell your girlfriend something, what would that be?
2: Oh, gosh, I think that would be, you know, you can overcome and stay strong um, that, you know, how what you make of your life and how you approach anything that could be happening um, in your life or challenges at work or challenges with your kid, you know, take that deep breath and, you know, we're all going to get through it and we're going to get through it together. And the best thing you can do is pick up a friend, you know, phone a friend and, um, you know, just have a quick conversation with them to help you get through life. You know, the, I think I brought it up earlier, like what happened with the Buffalo Bills and, you know, Damar and, you know, his mother continues to be on my mind and how, she was experiencing what I experienced with Zachary and, you know, like she needed her family support and her friends support. And, you know, if, if you don't have anybody, you know, don't be afraid just to reach out and pick up the phone and anything that you're going through, someone will listen and help you along the way.
0: It's important. And especially you said, girlfriend, your girlfriends are invaluable.
2: Yeah, really are.
0: Which is a big part why we're sitting here today um, yeah.
2: to provide yeah.
0: that girl gang for, for other people as well. I'm realizing my, let me tell you something is that I need more red in my wardrobe. I don't <laughs> have enough red. I don't know why I love a good red lip, but I think I'm good. I guess because it February in new Orleans is more focused on Mardi Gras. So I need to pivot and add some red to my wardrobe.
2: Yeah. You you definitely do. Um, <laughs> you know you see my heart shirt. I, I yeah, I so cute. I in love the it. Of uh, February, but definitely wear red in February. And you know maybe February tenth. You know going forward on Zach's birthday, you could wear red.
0: I will never. That's actually my husband's birthday. So I'm oh remember, wow, I will I remember that day.
2: Yeah, I've got you. So I'm gonna yeah. get my red. Very special special days. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. Yes. But you know, back to just you know what makes me tick is yeah, I have three sisters and they're my best friends and you know we love to get together for coffee and you know just exchange stories and do holidays together and you know I, I love my sisters and my mom and goes back to what you said about your girlfriends and you know not only are my sisters my girlfriends you know they're they're, they're my life and you know, so glad that I have you guys and that you let me be here today to share this. And I don't know, I, I live off people and their energy and just so important to keep our friends and our girlfriends together.
0: Preach. Randy says that all the time that she, she gets energy from other people.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely an extrovert. And the other thing that I've noticed recently is that I've found that I get positive and negative energy from people and I know that oh, they yeah. say like energy is toxic right like totally it, you know if yeah. you're around negative energy but I've noticed now more than ever that really the people who you surround yourself with like their energy is gonna project onto you and mm-hmm. so it's crazy like I, <laughs> I at 40 I started to notice that more than any other time in my life. <laughs>
0: I think because we become more self-aware at this age. Mm -hmm. uh, You know. But yeah, there's something to that for sure, Brandy. So
1: let's move on to the next segment called Rapid Fire. And Karen, we come up with our own our own sound effects because we don't want to purchase it. (laughs) So (laughs) so it's like
0: (laughs) we think our sound effects are better than the than the real ones yeah so we'll just do our own so we have
1: four rapid fire questions for you and the first one is what is your go-to guilty
2: pleasure oh coffee or chocolate awesome same here (laughs) that's Brandy. (laughs) definitely
1: if you could live anywhere for a year where would you live and why
2: gosh i love new york city and living in manhattan for a year would be i love the way the city works i love to see the energy of the city and i think it goes back to what we were just saying you know that i am so energized when i'm there there's so many things to look at you know just understanding how the city works and i i try to visit two or three times a year and absolutely love it
1: i love new york too i always wanted to live there for one year third question is what is your
2: favorite way to spend the day off gosh, do you get a day off? I mean, I do. I do. I, my, my most special day off is with family, you know, whether it's a meal, we love to do meals together and put puzzles together, play games. And, you know, I just love that family time. Love that.
1: And if, and I feel like you may have kind of answered this question, but if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would that be?
2: You'll be okay you will be okay, no matter what happens, no matter your trials, no matter your experiences, you will be okay. And that all of those things happen for a reason. And you don't know why you're put in that experience sometime, but you will learn from it and take from it and you will be just fine.
0: I think that's like really just good, simple advice for anyone's younger self. Yes. And ourselves today. Yeah. 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 Sometimes we need that reminder even now.
1: Yeah. I mean, Angelina and I have been talking about grief quite a bit recently. And I think even then, you know, when you're going through something tragic, it's a good reminder.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be okay. Give a hug.
1: Give a hug. Yeah. Give a hug. Get a hug. <laughs> Give a hug. Get a- Brandy's going to start a movement.
0: <laughs> yeah. So true. A marketer in me. Yeah the uh, speaking of marketer, I love your logo, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It just like encompasses exactly what's happening, what you're doing. It's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So, Karen, we cannot thank you enough. This has just been it's a very insightful, moving conversation. And it just from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for sharing your story. And we want to let everyone know, if you want to learn more about Living for Zachary, how to get involved, their screenings, you can visit Living for Zachary, dot org. And then it's the same on Instagram, correct, Karen? Yes, it is. At Living for Zachary.
1: And we'll have the links in our show
0: notes as well. And remember, happy Heart Month. Get your screenings, wear your red. Love your heart. Look for those AEDs. Look for the AEDs. Yes. And I did take a CPR class and yeah, you were right. But the AED, the way it talks to you, it's so I love that you said, don't be afraid of it. It's a really cool device. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for having
2: me today. It's been wonderful.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Karen. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. Happy Heart Month, everybody.
2: Happy Heart Month.
1: Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thank you all for joining us in today's episode. The information provided in today's episode is for informational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. We advise our audience to consult a medical professional or healthcare provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and treatment. Thank you all again for joining us on another episode of Talk 40 to Me, and we look forward to next week's episode.
0: Thank you all so much for listening in.
1: And as a member of our community, we want to hear from
0: you. Follow us on social at Talk Forward to Podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss?
1: On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.